What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunk. My name is Scott, coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm very grateful for uh, having you all here with me this evening. This is going to be a fun episode. Um, grateful to have a guest on who I've actually met and hung out with in real life, so that's always great. Um, you know, a lot of times uh, I get to know these folks, and it's like I build these friendships and relationships with these people, but I've never met them, you know what I mean? And so it's cool to have somebody I've actually met in real life on who's doing big things in the world. And uh, so I'm just uh, very grateful for that. So before we get too far into it, though, you guys, I just want to take a moment and show you how you can follow and support the show. As you've noticed, I kind of just do an abridged version of this these days. Uh, you know, I don't want to get too far into it, but a few real important calls to action. I just want to tell you to go over to the website, rebunked.news. Um, that's where you're going to find all the ways to follow and support the show. Um, you'll see the affiliate links at the top, including Richard Grove's autonomy course, which, you know, uh, season nine is coming up here. If you click that link, go through the obstacle course. Um, and see if it's a good fit for you. That helps the show. TRS Heavy Metal Detox is right there, truthtrs.com. Um, you'll see the value for value donation options in the episode description. You just see it as the tip jar. I do have a give, send, go open if you guys want to help support the show as this is a value for value show. I appreciate any help that you get. You know, if you get any value out of the show, you know, consider uh, supporting it. You know, and there's also other value for value donation options there listed. Um, and then all the social media, t.me forward slash rebunk news is the telegram. That's the best place to stay up to date with the show. I'm always posting articles, memes, you know, usually the memes that aren't good for Instagram, uh, that sort of stuff. So you'll find it all there. It's a fun little group of people chatting throughout the day. So join me t.me forward slash rebunk news. Um, then all the video, uh, pot, uh, platforms are on and make sure you're subscribed on your podcast player. Uh, just type in rebunked should pop right up. And uh, that way you can follow the show on the go. Um, let's see. And then the t-shirt shop. So this is uh, Big Frog T-shirts in Beaverton, Oregon. Shout out to uh, Amanda and Ryan over there. Uh, they just do such a fantastic job. Every time I click on it, they've got like new designs, you know, and it's just like I give them like full license. Like, yes, if you know, if you got something cool, put it up. And so this is Ryan's recent uh, exposition with Photoshop. Let me see if I can. Can I zoom in on that at all? The never-ending psyop, right? It's just, it's good stuff. It's good stuff, guys. We have fun here. And then, of course, uh, the ever-pop. And these are like like 16 bucks, you guys. You just can't go wrong with it. Um, the famous and ever-popular, Are You Threatening Me, Beavis, Gadsden Flag Design. Everybody should be repping one of those in your neighborhood, at the supermarket. Uh, you got journalism. Look at all these designs, like plus 14. Like I, We had to expand into multiple pages. Fauci gave us all AIDS again. Can you believe it? Okay, we have women's sizes and we have hats, beanies. You know how much I love my hats. I'm like the uh, I'm like the Tim Pool of like hats. I just can't get enough. So anyway, guys. All right. All right. All right. Without further ado. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So without further ado, we're going to bring in my guest here tonight. Uh, Kenny Palorantano. Did I get that close? Yeah, you got it. Palorantano. <laughs> okay, great. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Let me get this off the screen here. Kenny, how you doing, man? Doing great, man. I'm uh, out at the beach in Mexico right now. Went to a cenote, like underground swimming hole the day, today. It's been a wonderful day. Okay, awesome. So how long have you been living down in Mexico? Or you said you're there like during the winter, right? Yeah, yeah. Since 2015, I've been coming down for like December or January until like April or May. That's awesome, man. So are you currently still in the Pacific Northwest, though, uh, the rest of the year? Or? 
No, no, I've been living out of my backpack since 2015, actually. Okay. Uh, okay. So my family's up in the Northwest, so I'm back at least a couple times a year. But I, I spend the year kind of going between all the freedom festivals and conferences and visiting different communities and visiting friends and just kind of mostly just following the, the flow, you know, going where, wherever the universe tells me to go. Well, that's pretty cool, man. Like, if you can make that work, then uh, more power to you. Like, that's the coolest That's the coolest way to live, I would say. You know, I uh, I just recently moved out here to Nashville. You know, I kind of just uh, packed up my truck and headed out here without much of a destination or really knowing what where the road was going to take me so I can uh, I can relate to that, that kind of spirit of just, you know. And, and for me, it was born out of just, like, not being happy with the Pacific Northwest, man. Like, as you know. You know, I met you like you were I met you at Squatch Fest up near Seattle and then at Manifest, a little event we put on just south of Portland. And so, you know, you, I mean, you know what it was like the last few years there. And it was heartbreaking having grown up there my whole life. But I was just like, man, I got I need to change. And so the south was calling me. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, you actually know a couple people that have moved to Tennessee in the last few years. Yeah, definitely. It's, yeah. it's, been, it's been a definitely a hot spot of people moving. Uh, seeking more freedom, more liberty. Uh, and I thought I like had came up with the idea because everybody I knew, um, they were all moving to like Texas and Florida. And so I was like, oh, Tennessee looks kind of cool. I bet nobody's thought of that yet. But no, 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 no. Nashville, <laughs> Nashville is just insane, man. This place is just on fire. Like, you know, people moving here like crazy. So it's been good, man. It's it's probably the best thing that I ever did in my life. Like ever since I got here, it's just been exponential on every single front. Um, Beautiful. yeah, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. So, um, it was really cool to hear that, uh, you got connected with, uh, Corey. Um, so I've had him on the couple, uh, uh on the show a couple times. And the first time was talking about his book, uh, unveiling a better world. Right. And, uh, he, um, he was alluding, and this was like, I don't know, maybe like six months ago. And he was alluding to this idea that he had, he's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to make this newspaper and we're going to, and he had this whole plan about distribution and, making it available to the public and everything. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great, man. Like when you're ready, like hit me up, I'll bring you on and we'll talk about it. And so lo and behold, you know, he's not one to, to, to you know, but any obstacle get in his way. And so he hit me up a couple months or well, it was just like a month ago. And he's like, yeah, man, we're cranking. No, no, no. I knew about it. But then he was like, uh, do you have time to bring me on the show to talk about the new developments and how you guys are re releasing it to the public? We had a fantastic conversation like a few weeks ago. And uh, it's just so encouraging to see that not only did he follow through with the actual vision that he had, but that it's actually just like turning into this amazing thing. And you got all these people involved with it, like Ernest Hancock. And then he told me that you're involved with it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Kenny. Oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. So anyway... Uh, let's hear a little bit about your background first, and then uh, we can hear about your involvement with the newspaper, how you got connected with Corey, and all that stuff. So let's just let's just go back. I know you said you've been traveling a little bit. Just tell us a little bit about, a little bit about your background and uh, how you kind of got involved with liberty as like kind of a way of life, a lifestyle. Like that's I'm really interested in that. Like how you like particularly like 2015 when you decided to kind of go the more nomadic route. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I've, I've always been pretty anti-authority. I, I got kicked out of a lot of schools as a kid. I was in trouble constantly. And I didn't really know there was any philosophy, obviously, at that point. I just knew I didn't like people telling me what to do. And especially when they didn't have an answer when I asked why. You know, and they're like, well, that's the rule or that's the way it is. I'm like, well, that is not nearly good enough for me. And so I 
I was pretty uh, wildly rebellious. I became a full-time drug dealer for about 10 years. And, you know, I never drove under the speed limit, always over, just because they were telling me I wasn't supposed to. And, yeah, then in 20, 2011, a big mushroom trip sort of blew open my reality uh, to much deeper, like, more internal, personal stuff. And I realized I was playing a lot of different characters you know, at work with the cool coworkers and at work with the not so cool coworkers and the people I sold Coke to and the people I sold weed to and with my dad and with, it was all these different characters and there was no Kenny in the center of it. Like there was no version of me. And from there, you know, I years and years of personal work, like the next four years, basically just constantly working on myself, working on my body, changing out my diet, changing out, you know, supplements and nutritional stuff reprogramming myself in terms of like, you know, using mantras and using flashcards and getting rid of all the music that I wouldn't want to be repeating to myself, like just mm. sort of started fresh and reprogrammed my brain as much as I possibly could. And then in 2015, you know, I was working for Bob's Red Mill, you know, super good employee owned non GMO company, all that. I was doing a bunch of activist work. I was doing workshops and retreats, but I felt like I had really just sort of hit a wall with as much as I could accomplish in my development while still knowing where I was going to sleep every night and still knowing where my money was going to come from all the time. I just had to like get away. You know, I, I lived in the Northwest for my whole life. I was born in Portland, grew up up and down the I five corridor. So it's like, I hadn't left for a quarter of a century and I had all these ideas about how, you know, if, if you're doing the right thing and you're out to be of service and help people, the universe will take care of you. But I still had a job and I still had a rent on a house and all that. And I had to just, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to run a science experiment because that's how I got to where I am now is hearing ideas or coming up with a new idea and going, well, I'll test it. So let's see if the universe will really take care of me. So I loaded up my backpack, I had about $200 in my pocket, gave away most of my stuff, quit my job. And I went to the Rainbow Gathering in 2015 and just started hitchhiking out from there. And I lived without money for the next year I, I completely and maybe $300 passed through my hands. And then coming out of my second Rainbow Gathering in 2016, I got introduced to a, it was called Steemit or the Steam blockchain. It's gone now, but I basically started blogging and getting paid in crypto for blogging. And then I've, you know, so I went from living without money to now I've just been purely crypto since 2016. You know, I haven't touched the bank since 2009. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, for me, it was really empowering uh, in a different way with crypto. It wasn't just about making money. It was like, oh, now I can, like, book tickets for flights and I can rent hotels and stuff. Like, things I couldn't do before because I couldn't do it with cash. And, yeah, it was just sort of unfolded and unfolded along the way, you know, when it started, I didn't know anybody and I had never written anything and I'd never, you know, done any of this stuff. And now I speak at conferences every now and then I'm a chef. So most, most often I'm like cooking for things and yeah, I just get to, I've gotten to know like so many of the people in the freedom movement, so many of like the, the people I feel like are doing the best work to help free humanity are people that, we're at least on like a first name basis, if not actually close friends now. And it just feels so good to, to see them not as just like talking heads on the internet, but as like people that I know, like, I don't like, Oh, do you trust him? I don't know about his research. I'm like, ah, I don't know what article you're pointing to, but like, yeah, I know the guy and I trust him. 
Like, yeah. or I know the guy, I don't trust him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's definitely an element of that as well. So that's really fascinating. So you've just been able to sustain yourself using crypto for the last, how, how long ago you said that was? It's 2016 or? Yeah, yeah, okay. since like July of 2016. That's interesting. So I've heard like Derek talk about how like Derek Bros. that's how he, you know, he yeah. pretty much is crypto only too. And I, I've just never, like for me, it's like, oh, I want to go down and get like a, so so is there, there there's a degree of sacrifice in that is there possibly like you just there's just certain yeah. things that you just don't have access to is that kind of how it works or do you have like intermediary ways of getting like just like if i needed to go down and get like some toilet paper or something you know what i mean something like that like 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 how how, how does that how does that work yeah i mean i do i do switch into cash as well okay, okay um okay. so yeah because like especially in some place like in mexico there's not many places you can spend crypto. Yeah. Um, so I do switch to cash. I, I pretty much always do that just through peer-to-peer -peer exchanges. You know, I gotcha. don't use any. I don't use any of the big centralized exchange. I don't do anything that involves like the social security number, the straw man, any gotcha. of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's but it definitely it can limit you sometimes. Luckily, I have a lot of good friends and family around me, so it's yeah. usually just a matter of like, oh, I want to book this Airbnb. I wonder if so and so wants to buy a thousand bucks in crypto right now. And yeah. I'll hit up a friend and be like, hey, do you want to put an Airbnb on your credit card and magically get some crypto? And, you know, just work things out. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, uh, you know, I just, you know, I've, I've dabbled in Bitcoin in and out or like, you know, just crypto in general in and out for a long time. Like, I remember I was, it's funny, I was like back in like 2014, I remember I was um, involved. I got, I don't know, I was like looking at, I was like, you know, going to, what was it? Um, it's kind of like the uh, uh, pirate. Why am I blanking on the name? Pirate, not pirate. Oh. Uh, 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 Silk Road. Kind of like Silk, oh, Road. Yeah. Silk Road type websites, right? You know, I was looking. I was. I was just curious. I was really curious about certain things, and and I was, you know, uh, I wasn't in a good place in my life. I was kind of like, you know, I. You described like your history with drugs and stuff like that. Well, I was like, you know, yeah, I was there too. Uh, I was a user though, and I was like very much. Uh, yeah, it, it kind of consumed my life. And so I was looking for alternative ways to make money at the time. And I was going on these, uh, well, it was like this one exchange. It was like this one, it was like a Silk Road, but I can't remember what it was. It was kind of a famous case um, where, and so I was looking at like, you know, I was trying to get into like the hacking world. I wanted to find like, you know, ways to like get people's credit card numbers or stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like that, that was, I swear to God, I don't think I've ever talked about this on the show, which is hilarious, but uh but but I actually never did anything. You know what I mean? I, mm. I was just kind of dabbling. I was like, wow, it's super easy to get credit card numbers. You know what I mean? And I was like, like you could get what's called fulls, F-U-L-L-Z, which is like, you know, people's like entire, it was like they filled out like a loan application with like every single thing about them, bank account numbers, everything. You could buy like 50 of those for like 20 bucks, right? And I was just like fascinated by that. And and I, I'd never actually committed any crimes or did anything as far as that goes because I knew I needed to know every single thing in order to cover my tracks in order to do it or else it's not worth doing. Cause if you make one mistake, then you're going to get busted. So I never actually did anything like while I was like, and that was like a short, like six month window because then my addiction led me to where like I would no longer got a house and I was like living on the streets. So like, you know, that was a very short lived window where I was trying to figure out how to make money. And so I was just like teaching myself how to be this little hacker guy. And I know we're just way off topic here, but all that to say that like, you know, I was uh, like dabbling in like, so you had to, upload or you had to make purchases with bitcoin right so i was like you know i went to local bitcoins i remember using localbitcoins.com and like going on and doing like some peer-to-peer -peer exchanges and and purchasing bitcoin that way back when it was like 
five bucks or something like that. Like five, six, 20 bucks, maybe a Bitcoin. I like very cheap. You know what I mean? And I had a bunch of Bitcoin uploaded on this website. And then the, I can't remember what it was. I just probably anyway, but there's a famous case where like the owners of this website. So you had to upload your Bitcoin onto the website and then like the owners of it shut down the website and just took everyone's Bitcoin. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was, it was I was like, what? What a bunch of jerks. I remember there was like a Wikipedia page about it. I'm like, oh yeah, the famous scam where they like took everyone. Anyway, oh my God. I don't know. He got on that tangent. So anyway, uh, but uh, I just, um, you know, so, so I've dabbled in it a little bit, but I just don't, uh, I haven't, I haven't tipped, dipped my toe back in probably since, you know, uh, since like 2020, maybe I remember I was really getting on the board of like getting on board with it when it was like, you know, on the rise Bitcoin was, and I, I didn't really invest a whole lot into it. I did get involved in a rug pull and I kind of just got disillusioned with the whole thing. Um, it was this thing called brownie coin that a bunch of us were in a discord chat and like a bunch of us got taken by this dude and it was crazy. So, you know, but, but it's still, but, but now then you see the market has crashed. It's taken such a dip. Like, like, has that affected you at all? Has that disillusioned you at all? Or do you have a, like, what's your vision for crypto in the future? I know it's a big, broad question, but we're like, well, where are you at with it now? And what, what's your vision for it? Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely, you know, my numbers are all way down, you know, last, last year or 2021, I was, you know, wealthier than both of my parents combined, yeah. uh, having retired at 27. So that felt pretty good. And now I've lost, you know, air quotes lost, uh, a huge portion of that, <laughs> probably down upwards of 80% on my whole portfolio, but I've also been living off of it the whole time. So it's hard to track how much is what, yeah. but really, no, I mean, I, I see there's like the four year cycles for crypto, you know, cause the Bitcoin having happens every four years. And so all of a sudden in one second, the inflation or the inflation for Bitcoin gets cut in half. Mm -hmm. And so that's where every bull run has happened. Uh, so that was 2016 into 17. That was 2020 into 2021. The next having is next April. So this time next year we'll be starting the next bull run. Oh. So yeah. That, and that, you know, there's always a chance that that changes. But since 2009, that's been the pattern that crypto has followed so far. Yeah, and I think I think it's going to get bigger and bigger because really the the banks and the corporations and the governments want to go more digital. They want to go more cashless. I think they they don't want you know things like Monero and the other privacy coins, but they're fine with things like Bitcoin and Ethereum because it's sure. a public transparent ledger. They can yeah. track every single transaction ever. So. I think I think they're going to keep keep slowly adding to it. You know, they're going to keep doing little regulation here and a ban in this country or whatever. But overall, the institutional money has really started to move into crypto at this point. Yeah, uh, I think they're probably going to collapse the market after this next bull run or in the middle of this next one. So like late twenty four, early twenty five. I think they'll do whether it's like SEC charges against some projects or hacks or whatever. I think they'll collapse everything. And then use that as their full-on rollout of the CBDCs to say, like, right. yeah, digital currency is a really great idea, but look how dangerous it is when it's not the corporations and government doing it for you. Yeah, that and makes that sense. That makes sense. So, so that's really an interesting perspective. I hadn't heard that. So, like, basically, they see another potential bull run. They have another chance to to cash out before they do anything nefarious. And so they're kind of like uh, maybe because it's like you know for the last year two years we're like okay this economic collapse is gonna happen any day now and it's just does it keeps right on not happening right mm -hmm. so and so it's like okay so there's something on the horizon that they see a way to cash cash in once again 
And then yeah. they, they're not going to wait another four years after that. No way, man. So no, that, that's yeah. that's an interesting take. Okay, do you see any other emerging uh, cryptos or technologies on the horizon that are exciting for you, or anything that you know gives you hope for you know more liberty in our hands? Oh yeah, I mean, for me, a lot of it is is like there's so much that blockchain and these other related technologies can do that are so much bigger than just money. Yeah. So much of the focus is on the cryptocurrencies because we live in a money-driven society and people want to see their numbers go up and stuff. But like, there's blockchains that are already working to create decentralized replacements for insurance companies, for banks, for auditor. You know, there's so much of this stuff. We can have way higher levels of transparency and decentralization. We can sort of eliminate the need for what a lot of what governments and corporations do without having to actually fight them in any way necessarily. It just becomes code. And then it's open source. And not every crypto is, but most of them are open source. And then people can kind of see what's happening. There's a lot less trust needed. If a project does get you know taken over or whatever, you can just fork away. You just copy and paste the code and you've got two chains now and you just let people know that that one's corrupt. And that, that's already happened you know, with Steam actually, the, the one that I was on, the social media platform. In 2020, it got taken over by Justin Sun and the Tron Foundation, which is a Chinese Communist Party foundation. It's where their money comes from. And uh, with the help of three of the biggest Chinese exchanges, they took over the governance of our whole blockchain because it was a censorship-free platform and it was being used by a growing number of people in China to get around the censorship. So they took over and they, you know, crashed it, everything was going crazy, and the community just copy and pasted the code, and now it's called the Hive blockchain. Okay. It's never really gotten big again in the same way, but they weren't able to stop it. You know, we were we just, okay, you're going to ruin this, we're just going to pick up our toys and go somewhere else. Yeah. And I think that, that ability is so huge, because you can't do that with governments. You can't do that with a central bank. You can't just say, well, I don't want your dollar, I'm going to do something else. You can as long as you don't say it loud. <laughs> but yeah, with crypto, I see a lot of that stuff coming. A, a lot of that, a lot of privacy coins. You know, like Monero is obviously the biggest. But if we're going towards a cashless world, if we're going towards an all digital currency world, I mean, I want to have ways to interact that aren't using their trackable coins. And yeah. I, I think we've got that building. Okay, that's awesome. And and I love it how you framed it as, you know, these are tools in our hands to give us more liberty, like like to, to replacing some of the functions that these governments uh, you know, claim to have or or that they they claim to exist to carry out, you know? Like probably the the first thing that comes to mind is like voting, right? The whole voting, yeah. quote unquote voting thing. Like I I hear that discussion a lot, you know, some sort of blockchain related technology with that, you know, but then we're intersecting with that problem of like well they would never adopt it because then that would put them out of business right unless so i don't know interesting if uh anything develops on that front so who knows who knows man so right. yeah um right on well let's talk about liberty uncensored so uh people that have followed the show oh well, i was gonna say too to wrap up that other story so i got so clean sober about seven years ago and i pretty much dedicated a lot of my life to helping other people get clean too so i went through a dark phase but we're all good now so there you go so, uh, but anyway, so, um, Liberty Uncensored. So we had Corey on a few weeks ago. Uh, tell us, uh, how you got involved with Liberty Uncensored, the newspaper. Yeah. So, 
Well, so Corey and I have actually known each other uh, since 2015 when I started traveling. Uh, we were at that rainbow together, and I, I fed him a few times. We didn't talk much. And then over that year, we ended up at like six or seven of the same events. So by the end of the year, we were good friends because we just kept running into each other. We're like, well, you must be awesome because you're picking all the best events too. And uh, we've, we've worked together on various little things here and there, traveled around. We've lived together in Mexico and in, in uh, Guatemala before. And when he, when he first reached out, he was like, I'm going to start a newspaper. Do you want to write? And I, you know, I deleted myself from all social media that I had, the, the little bit that I had, and got rid of my blog last year and sort of went into a retirement again. And I was like, ah, I'm not really trying to write right now. Like, if you want to, you know, pull some old post or something and share it, you can. And then a couple months later, I was in Colorado, which is where he's based out of, and we actually got a chance to sit down and talk, and he laid out more of the vision of, like, you know, the point here is to get this physical paper in the hands of people who can never see this information because of the way the algorithms work. Like, they just you can't find things that you're not already looking at or looking for really. And so when I, 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 that's been so much of my focus over the last few years is getting back into the real world, you know, focusing so much more of my energy on like, I'd rather impact one person in a direct conversation than put out a blog post that 60 people read. Cause I, I, for one thing, it's more interactive for me, but also like I can really see what happens there and I, I got really big into the white rose stickers mm -hmm. when COVID hit. You know, I bought six of those printers. I keep giving them away to people who, you know, would, oh, this community doesn't have anybody with one. There you go. I, I probably think I, printed yeah, like 100,000. Yeah, it's Squatch Fest. <laughs> I bought some off of you. Yeah, so there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, just tables of them. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's what I do is I just print stacks and stacks and stacks and go to events or like meetups and just put them out and put a little donation box or whatever. Yeah. Yep. And people would always pay way more than they cost because they're like a fraction of a penny each. Yeah. And seeing the effect that they could have, because I was you know, traveling still all the way through COVID, I was traveling full time and being able to put those stickers up, street signs, every, you know, all over the place. And sometimes you walk back by the next day and there's like claw marks through it because they tried to tear it down. And I'm like, that is so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, and hearing from people... Like people would join the Telegram group for the White Rose and be like, hey, I had no idea there was anybody else in my area that was paying attention. And then these stickers started showing up. And like just those little ripples, I could feel that same level of power in the newspaper idea. Yeah. That like, wow, we can put this in front of people in the real world. And even more so because it's like dropping it at their door in a format that they recognize. It's not just a sticker that they may or may not see. And so I, yeah, I... I was on board, at least, you know, energetically. Like, I was on board with the idea right away. And uh, at first I was like, I'm down to help, uh, you know, I want to be high value, low expectation. Like, ask me when you need stuff, and I'll help sometimes, and I'll help real big, but, like, don't expect me to do things. Yeah. And then after a couple months, uh, when we were hanging out in Mexico, in, in Morelia for the Greater Reset, I was like, okay, I'm ready to do some more. And I sort of, like started polishing up the website and stuff and started doing a bunch of the social media stuff. And I've kind of eased back off a lot of that again. Cause I remember like, Oh yeah, I retired from social media cause it really doesn't work for my psyche. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but there's been a, a learning process for the two of us and the whole thing all along the way and realizing like, okay, if we're going to do social media, let's focus on like the highest impact ones and put in as little, 
you know, it's all about leverage. Like, where can we apply the least energy to get the most results? Let's not spend an hour a day on each of these different platforms. Like, let's pick the two that we seem to be getting the best results from, or the three, put stuff there, just delete some of the other, you know, we created a Discord. Nobody joined it. Well, let's just yeah. delete it. There's no point in sharing that link if it's empty. Like, yeah. if we want to later, we can come back to it. Yeah. But yeah, and we just, you know, yeah, I guess you guys were talking about the, the shift to free for the digital too, just that like, let's get it out in front of as many eyes as we possibly can. Because originally we were trying to like recoup money by with the digital copies or whatever, because we are, you know, we're both out many thousands of dollars over the last few months on printing these and distributing these. And so far there hasn't been much in the way of advertisements or anything. Okay. And so we were like, okay, you know, he, he really... He comes from more of a business, like standard kind of business mindset of like, you have your products and you have your revenue streams. And I'm like, no, we just do the thing and trust the universe to take care of it. And he's yeah. like, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> so we're kind of finding that middle ground now. You know, we've got the Substack going and there's okay, the good. subscription options. And then we've got, you know, people can order the physical copies online, but everybody can read the newspaper. It's free. Like okay. the, the, the key thing is that we can get it in front of as many eyes as possible. And okay. the, yeah. And the idea is that that should help with advertisers and stuff too, because all of a sudden our viewership, you know, our impressions skyrocket and we didn't change the prices of advertising. So your CPI just dropped a whole lot. Exactly. And when you're marketing to advertisers, you know, that's, that's it right there. You know, if you can have those numbers and show like you're getting this many downloads and then, you know, that helps drive revenue that way. So, uh, that's awesome, man. Uh, I wanted to show the folks here. So I did. So like, uh, Kenny just mentioned the newspaper is now free, right? You can go get a free copy and I wanted to show mm -hmm. you guys this here. I've got my free copy right here. So this is the March edition. Um, and you can see on the screen, if you guys are just listening later, um, it's libertyuncensorednp.com. And in the menu, you can click on the March edition. And uh, look at this. Fantastic. Uh, and so this issue is about community for today and for the generations that follow. It starts off right away with an article from the great Ernest Hancock. Look at this. Talking about, you know, are we there yet? You know what I'm saying? And, it, and he breaks down different, uh, you know, things that we... You know, as people who are looking to be more autonomous, more, uh, you know, have liberty be like the core foundation of our lives, you know, with areas to focus on, you know, he goes into different, you know, experiences or just like, like words of advice around like communication. Uh, what is it? Communication, energy, food and water. So, you know, if you guys aren't familiar with Ernest, it's uh, freedomsphoenix.com. You know, he has been printing his newspaper for decades now, I think, probably yep. like 20 plus years, something, right? Yeah. So that was so cool that you guys got teamed up with him. Um, you know, so anyway, I just want to encourage you guys to go take a look at it for yourself. Um, LibertyUncensoredNP.com. Uh, you know, I see, you know, there's some sponsorship there, Geopolitics and Empire. Are, that's... Uh, Buddy, her boy, hey, Morick, right? Morick, yep. yep, yep, he's awesome. I, yeah. uh, he's, he's a good dude. Um, and it's funny too. I uh, I remember when you guys were in Moralia, I had a listener reach out to me and they said, Hey, dude, they took a picture of this newspaper. Uh, see, look at that. Oh, there's my little show being advertised right there. Isn't that fun? Yeah. See, you guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, oh, and then uh, Rhyme Waves there, dude, you guys. So, anyway, I had a listener take a photo, reach out to me, like, Hey, bro, I just saw your show like, in a newspaper in Mexico, and I was like, Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and so, anyway, th I thought that was really funny because you know, I, I was telling Corey about that too, like, that really 
is a testament to the power of like print advertising, print media. You know what I mean? Like if anybody's listening, you have a product, you have a service, you have a podcast, you know, I think you underestimate the power that, you know, a print media specifically <clears throat> like this is in my opinion, way better than like a stupid ass, like New York times or something, because this is going directly into the hands of like your community. Like this is your community. And, and so if you want to like reach new audiences, it's an incredibly effective, you know, inexpensive way to get your message out there. So, you know, anybody that's out there, um, <clears throat> big frog t-shirts, beaver in Oregon. <clears throat> anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, g getting your, getting your message out there, like, because, it's direct, you know, it's, it's, it's your audience. And, uh, and yeah, if I'm getting people reaching out to me saying they saw my advertisement on a paper in Moralia, Mexico, like that's something right there. You know what I mean? So, yeah. 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 And it's, and it's ever growing, you know, we're up to I think, uh, seven counties now in the States where we're doing the door to door distribution. Okay. Uh, one, one in Oregon, one in Wyoming, three in Colorado, one in New Mexico, and then one or two in Arizona that Ernest is taken care of. That's amazing. So, so tell me about this. So, and Corey and I have talked about it a little bit, but tell me from your perspective, what is, uh, tell me about this door to door distribution. Like, do you guys have people that you hire to do it? Are you guys doing it yourselves? Do you have volunteers? How, how does that work? Right now it's all volunteers. Uh, so, so Corey distributes in two of the, you know, in Cal Colorado where he is. And then Ernest, I think he's actually outsourcing a bit too, cause he's got such a huge community in the Phoenix sure. Valley. Um, but yeah, so right now it's, it's been pretty much all volunteers. I am technically paying my cousin a little bit. Uh, he, he just, just distributes it down this one really big road out in Columbia yeah. County. Uh, but ultimately we want to, you know, when the paper has more revenue coming in and stuff, we've already done the math for how many papers per hour somebody can distribute and all of that. And, you know, the idea is to be paying eventually hundreds or even a thousand paper boys or, you know, paper people paper to be, people. <laughs> <laughs> to be delivering. Yeah. Like ultimately we want to be everywhere. We're starting with small towns We're you know, it's a good audience. They have people that are, you know, in small towns are generally a little less status than people in cities. They're generally sure. a little more open to new, uh, you know, information. They're generally questioning stuff. And they generally also are more open to like old media formats and stuff like that. And so that's the, the plan is to start with the small towns and get a lot of spread and then slowly add more and more big towns, you know, get Sedona and get Boulder and get eventually Portland and Denver and whatever. If we hit, I think it's 1 million, it's just over 1 million distribution, then we're in the top 1% of newspapers in America. Wow. That's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, yeah. it's totally achievable, you know? And, and again, man, I think there's something really exciting and empowering and having a vision and then like you know the first ground floor of something you know i've uh you know this is the second podcast i've been involved in i actually just hit my 100th episode on this one and it's the second podcast i've taken over 100 episodes which is crazy you know but in between i've just talked about this on the 100th episode is like the transition between you know when i left the one show uh and started this show it's like that show was getting pretty big numbers and i ended up you know, leaving is my own choice, but then starting this show from the ground floor was like, Oh, there's my first download. It's just like, Oh, it was, it was painful. <laughs> it was painful starting over from the ground up. But now, you know, it's just like, I, I'm just so grateful to be able where, to be where I'm at today, but it all starts with those first few little steps and the idea of like the scalability of something and scaling up, you know, it's exciting. Like, are, are you, are you excited about the whole process? 
Yeah, yeah. This this month for March, we got uh, three thousand of the paper printed, which is wow. our largest physical print run so far. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's and, awesome. and then yeah, and then we, like I said, we were you know we were in Morelia and we were in Acapulco uh, to a much lesser degree, but yeah, starting starting more of that stuff too. You know, over the next few months, we're going to be at the Midfest and at Porkfest and Forkfest and. Uh, Rebels for a cause, you know we've got oh yeah close to a dozen. I've heard about yeah. that one. Rebels for a cause, yeah, that's yeah. About that one. That one's gonna be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so you know we're gonna do like just a bunch of these events, and so it's like, yeah, bringing it specifically to the audience, like the people that yeah. that are potential advertisers and writers and everything too, and then every month trying to add at least one more area where we're distributing them. Um, door to door as well as long as we can add one more even if it's just a neighborhood that month if we can just yeah. keep growing it every month that's yeah. the thing right like perpetual yeah. well not perpetual growth but <laughs> why, not? Yeah. why not yeah every month just nope. more more growth each time uh, yeah so what for the people listening like what what could you use support in is there anything that the listening audience could help you guys with or support this cause because i i'm i love it man i think it's fantastic but uh, what what can the people out there, if they feel it in their heart, to contribute in some way? What 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 do you guys need help with? Hmm. Well, I mean, the biggest things would be helping with the reach or helping with money. So, like, we are on you know Twitter, Telegram, Substack, and Odyssey are kind of our big ones for social. Yeah. So, following on any of the socials, doing you know sharing stuff, telling other people about any of those things. Uh, on the like actually downloading the newspaper and maybe you just send it out to some of your friends or you go. just pass around. You know, you don't even have to send them to the website. You can just get the PDF and send it directly to people. Yeah. But like just helping get it out there or yeah. Like if you have something to advertise, we've got advertising space still, you know, it, it, the way it's set up is every page of ads that sells the next page is a little more expensive. Mm-hmm. So it's early, you know, the earlier you get in the better and we have discounts for a year contract and things like that. And we're always looking for, you know, good writing too, especially if you disagree with the, you know, some of the other writers about things, as long as it's like you're backing up your claims and you're, you're coming from a philosophy based on sovereignty and liberty, uh, we want as much disagreement or like opposing or just different views in the paper as possible. That's one of the problems in America is that, you know, the, the right reads one newspaper and the left reads another newspaper. There's not a place for them to actually have like conversations to just say, here are the facts about this thing. You make up your own opinion. Instead, yeah. everybody's spoon-fed these opinions. Yeah. Yeah, we're always looking for more writers. And, and then obviously the, the thing that really keeps any project like this going is money. Sure. So if you wanted to donate or sponsor or you can buy on the website as well as the newspapers, you can, you know, you can buy physical copies, single or bulk stacks for cheap if you want to. It's at cost. For the bulk stacks, okay. uh, or you can buy like my five zines of my writings. Uh, they're PDFs, just a dollar a piece. Hundred percent of it goes to printing more newspapers. Perfect. And Corey, Corey's books on there and in, in digital. I think it's like two bucks or two fifty. But like, there's all, we're adding more and more stuff to the store just to, you know, with all of that just going right back into the paper. Okay. So yeah, yeah, help help spread it, help create it, help pay for it. Anything, we're down. We're like it's all about collaboration and community building. So yeah, maybe somebody has some random idea that I can't even think of that they think will help. Reach out. Let's see. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, do you uh, do you guys have a merch 
Do you guys have merch? Do you guys have uh not not yet? Okay. Not you, yet. Guys, you guys want to do like t-shirts or something? Because I know oh, yeah. okay, I know, yeah. I know the people. I, I think Amanda's watching right now. So uh, the, the people nice. that do my t-shirt shop that I showed you there. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you're interested, they, they'll make your shop for you. They'll like help you like with designs. They'll take your designs and put them on Like, like you, I don't have to do anything on my t-shirt shop. I just talk about it on the show. That's my only thing. So if you guys ever want okay. merch, I got the hookup and they're yeah. liberty minded people. And, and they're just, they're in Beaverton, they're in Beaverton, Oregon. But yeah, it's like, beautiful. like the, the, the guy that runs it, Ryan, like he just started his own show called the independent review. Uh, check it out on YouTube. It's a fantastic show. It's like a, he has this animated character that like hosts and they shows like highlight clips from the week. And it's a great show. And then uh, uh, Amanda over there does a lot of great designs. Uh, she's uh, like a, a plant-based food enthusiast on Instagram and everything. And so they're, they're just great people, dude. Uh, they're just fantastic. And, and they'll they'll hook you up with a shirt shop. So if you're interested, let me know and I'll get you fixed up with them. So yeah, I mean, that, awesome. that, that, that's, that's one thing. And then like you saw my shirts, I just have fun with it. Like I just like, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, you know, you guys can like have all kinds of cool stuff or like have like t-shirt design contests like someone like listeners like submit designs and like, like all that stuff so oh yeah steve's in the chat and he does am wake up he does they do his oh, nice. as well so uh so yeah. yes so anyway just just shameless promotions here but no yeah. man, but but it's just not not even i'm not even i'm like i'm offer it you know it's like this is this is something that's like a mutually beneficial thing for sure and they're just great people so uh the other thing too i was going to ask is like so in your collaboration with Ernest Hancock, and I'm sure you probably know him, you know, probably going back before this, but like, has he got given you guys any direct advice or any words of wisdom in terms of like what it takes to run a newspaper? Like, has he uh, helped you guys with that at all? Like, yeah. Yeah. We've, we've chatted with him a good bit about stuff and you know, we, he, he, the way his paper is set up, you know, it's every month or well, there's this quarterly, every issue you can download the issue or you can download the like in design, template for the issue mm -hmm. and so that's something that we've been definitely thinking about too is how we can make ours more modular or like more plug and playable like he like he's got going but yeah he's it <laughs> he's definitely uh it sounds like they haven't ever really made money on it it's gotcha. activism for sure yeah. uh when i explained the shift we were making and all that he's like yep ad advertisers are hard to get and harder to keep and we just keep throwing money at it because we know it's important. And uh, if you guys make money, that would be awesome. <laughs> but yeah. don't expect it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, no, no. Well, let's put that intention out there. Like, let's have this be like a nice, you know, revenue generator at some point. I love the idea of Substack. Now, I'll put this out there so it's out there and you can put pressure on Corey. But I've asked Corey, hey, because I, I manage the Last American Vagabond Substack, right? And I, mm. I told him, yeah. I was like, I was like, Hey man, write me an article. I'll put it on T Lab, and then that, and I'll link it back to. You. And that's cool to hear that you guys actually have this. I can't remember if he had that in place when we talked or not, but um, or maybe anyway. Anyway, so I told him, yes, dude, write me an article. We'll link it back to your Substack. We'll shout out everything because that 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 thing has pretty good reach. So um, we talked about it a little bit earlier today. So uh, yes. now now you can put a little pressure on him. Be like, hey man, let's get that article done. So Corey, yeah, if you're listening, if, you, if Corey, <laughs> you're listening, like pressure's on. So, um, it, but oh, Substack's yeah. been great, man. Like, I think it's a very valuable platform. Like the, you know, being on the back end and using it, like it's a great way to generate income and, and, and reach new people. Like it's surprising. Like it's just has this organic way of, you just get massive amounts of signups every day, just organically, just people just flooding in. It's really, really interesting. So I think that's a really good tool for you guys to use for sure. 
Yeah. Um, it sounds like a lot of people in the movement are, are yeah. kind of focusing on it now. It's yeah. like becoming the yeah, other, one of their main places. Yeah. It's, it's been really good. It's been really good. Um, so I was also curious, uh, what if like, so here, do you encourage or discourage this? Like, let's say somebody were to like order a big bundle, like 500 newspapers, something like that. And they had like a store or some sort of like office or something, or maybe not an office, but like some sort of storefront would, could they then sell it for like a dollar each or $2 each? Like, is that something that you would encourage or discourage or what do you think? I mean, they can, um, they can, especially like we've got stores that give it away that we give it to, uh, where it's like, if you know, if, okay, you're going to put it out and give them away. We'll give you a hundred every month. Uh, so, you know, for those folks, it would be a little off if they were selling it after oh, yeah. we gave it to them. Okay. But yeah, if somebody wants to buy a bundle, they're yours. You can do whatever yeah. you want with them now. Yeah. And then for the people reading it, they would just, you know, they'd be able to see the little things in there that say like free online and stuff. And maybe somebody only buys one and then they go download it every month. But there you go. There yeah, you go. it's total freedom. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I was just thinking in terms of like, you know, how to, you know, if I was like a business owner, you know what I mean? Like anyway, anyway, so, um, Right on. So, uh, let's see. So what, what, what do you guys have coming up next month? So I know we kind of looked at this last issue where it was, uh, kind of around community building. Do you guys have a vision for April's? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we actually have the first 12 issues all laid out before cool. issue one came out in terms of the, the themes. Uh, so yeah, this next issue is agorism and parallel systems. Okay. So we've got some articles on uh, privacy tech. We've got some articles on, some of them, again, community-related stuff, but a little different. We've got some articles on local currencies. We've got, yeah, it's just all sorts of alternatives. And that's, yeah, I think it's going to be one of our best ones in terms of, like, the number of writers we're getting, especially a lot of folks that we just got connected with uh, down in Mexico that, you know, people that we've known for years, but they weren't involved they weren't really interested when we pitched it until kind of like me they weren't interested in like a message pitch but once we got to sit down and they got to see it and stuff they're like oh yeah i want to be part of that so i think it's going to be a really good issue in terms of the content uh and how applicable it'll be for everybody the community building stuff yeah mm -hmm. maybe not everybody wants to go live in a community somewhere yeah but everybody can benefit from being a little more private and being a little less tracked and you know, having a little bit of money that doesn't exist in the old system. So I feel it'll you. be a really educational one. I feel you. I mean, I just, you know, I talk about it a lot on this show is just the idea of, you know, community building. Like, you know, there's so many different degrees, so many different levels of what that consists of or what that actually is, you know, everything from, you know, going off, living, you know, on a plot of land together or something like that, or literally just networking and doing regular meetups, you know, like, like so much with like the freedom cell, people uh you know that, that was like my life my lifeline out in oregon was getting involved with freedom cells and just doing meetups regularly it's like we don't have to like go out there and uh you know go off grid and start like farming full-time in order to have community like to me like community is just like building trust really is just finding like-minded people with similar goals and you know maybe similar slightly similar worldviews you know you, there's i love the overlap you know, the Venn diagram of so many different people, so many different backgrounds that are coming together, just literally around the idea of freedom and liberty, you know, like that is like the core value that unites everybody, you know, even though, you know, there are various different views within that. But then like now is a great time to build community, you guys. We don't have to wait until the walls come crashing down or whatever, or the next major event or incident or psyop. Like that is not the time to start building community. Like now 
when things are kind of like settled a little bit and like, you know, we're just kind of, I hate to say it, you know, waiting for the next shooter drop, waiting to see what they're going to come up with next. Now is the time. Now is the time to, you know, get out there and start doing meetups and start doing, uh, you know, gosh, we've been doing a few, like uh, we were renting just since I got to Tennessee, we, we started doing, um, and this wasn't in, uh, I, I try to get involved with the freedom cell people out here, but they're just not really too motivated out here. And I'm always the one saying like, if, if, you know, if you build it, they will come. And, and, and if you, if you're, you have to take the initiative to do it yourself, like start organizing these meetups yourself. And I kind of got more involved with, uh, uh, Bertaria. Are you familiar with Bertaria? Mm. The whole, uh, so there's an app called the Bertaria times app and it's kind of okay. like Instagram and it's, uh, it's basically like, uh, it, but, but it's like probably the most heavily censored app on the internet and you're only allowed to post the good, true, and the beautiful. It's only like just, just, mm. just healthy, positive stuff. It's like people's farming, homesteading, families, you know, like just all that cool stuff. But then you have, then you meet, you do meetups outside of that. And so you meet all your local, uh, Bertaria people. So it's all kind of based off of, uh, if you heard of Owen Benjamin, you're familiar with him? Yeah. 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 So it's his thing. So he, he's okay. whole thing. And so, and so anyway, so we, and so all the people involved are all, they're called bears, right? It's the bear community. So it's like, like when we do meetups regularly. And so, Again, it's like this, uh, you know, building these high trust communities, you know, people that come together. And I, I've, dude, I've gone to a few of these meetups here recently. And like, I've met two different guys that are also like handyman, have their own handyman businesses. And so we've started collaborating. Uh, like we all drove out to like the national festival out in Missouri. So it's like, you know, we're not, we're not like all getting together and like buying land and getting off grid, but it's like, you know, you meet friends, you meet like-minded people. And it's like, if shit hits the fan, you've got people in your corner. So one of the things Owen talks about a lot is like shrinking supply chains, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's going to like the leverage that they have over us is like, you know, the food, energy, these things like that. But if we can take steps to remove our dependence on these supply chains and, and the things that they hold over us for leverage, then that gives us more autonomy. You know, that gives us, you know, so, so finding like, you know, farmers, local people, like I know a few people within our little community that, you know, raises cattle, does the butchering, you know, so things like that. If you can get your meat directly from them and not have to rely on the grocery store, like these are the things that now we can be starting to put into effect. And so the community building aspect is just, I feel is like the solution. Just yeah. at the core of, ag I don't know, I'm ranting here, but it's just like the core of agorism is, you know, just uh, building these communities outside of the system so to just starve the system out, like we don't need that system and we don't even need to fight that system. You know, that's what they want. They want us because right now in the news is all January 6th, January 6th. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like it's like they want that. Don't pretend mm -hmm. for a split second that you didn't want us, and you, you know, going up in the Capitol, doing all that bullshit. You know what I mean? Like that's what they want, because then we're fighting on their terms. But that's not the solution. The solution is building these high trust communities and just starving them out anyway. What are your thoughts yeah. on that? Like the whole solution being agorism. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's like, I mean, there's always memes about this of like, you know, the, the problem isn't the people making laws. The problem isn't the banksters. The problem isn't Bill Gates or any of them. The problem is the millions of people following the orders, following the laws, paying for the wars, paying for the, it's the people feeding it. You know, if, if everybody stopped obeying and playing along all of a sudden we, you'd realize like oh there's just like three thousand assholes over there mm -hmm. oh okay well ignore those guys yeah. like <laughs> and and really it's like so much of it is just getting back to what humans were for 
I mean, I guess it depends on people's beliefs about history and stuff. Course, but absolutely. <laughs> but it, it seems like humans were basically tribal beings that you mostly just interacted with the people you knew and you took care of each other for a really long time before cities and governments and any of this stuff came into being. And it's really just kind of shifting the energy back to that of like, no, instead of 30% of your energy in terms of your work going to feed these people over there that you'll never meet that definitely don't have your best interest at, part, at heart, like just keep it here, keep yeah. it local. And maybe it's not physically local because we do have the internet and we do have crypto. We have all this new stuff. It can be philosophically local or whatever, but yeah, keeping, keeping that energy in house as much as we can building fiber sheds, build, yeah, growing your own food, getting to know the farmers in your area, get whatever it is. Yeah, T-shirts. Okay. Now you're not doing it through whatever.com or it's some yeah. big corporation. Yeah. They make it easy, but no, it, now it's over here with people that you actually know. You can talk to them and look them in the eye. And you know that they're going for the same kind of world. They want to create the same kind of world that you do. Yes. Well, then that makes everything so much better. So you never have to feel like, oh, we did save money on this printing, but we had it done in China and shipped over here and all that. Like, it, there's so much compromise that people give for, you know, usually saving money or convenience. And I'm, I've always been kind of been the opposite of like, no, I'll be as uncomfortable as I can because I'm not going to violate my principles. Principles, principia, to come first. That which comes first. If your principles don't come first, then they're not principles. It's just stuff that you talk about. And for a lot of people, unfortunately, it's still just stuff they talk about. Yeah. But yeah. I think, you know, it's it's definitely growing, you know, but COVID really helped <laughs> in terms of people realizing like, oh, I actually need to start growing my own food. I actually need to get to know the people in my area. I actually need to do these things because I think a lot of us kind of knew that things were crazy and things were like about to collapse in a sense. But at the same time, it had been like that for so many decades that a lot of people just assumed nothing was ever going to change. And they could just play along with the old system and, you know, share their memes and, you know, have their rant at family dinner or whatever. And that was all they had to do. And now they finally, it's become very clear that like, no, you really need to like be living the life that aligns with the world you want to create because it's yeah. the only way you're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah, man. I love that. And and it's funny, my, my, uh, introduction to agorism it was post COVID. I'm one of those people that you described, you know what I mean? Like I, I was very new to any of this stuff, dude, before COVID, I was just going about my life. Like, dude, I just, you know, I just got clean a few years ago. I was actually working as a drug and alcohol counselor. And so like, I'd, I, like, I was just like, all right, like I'm just getting my life back together. Like my career is going great. Like I'm going for these new certifications. And then all of a sudden the whole thing, Pretty much like this week. Oh my God, we're in March, mid March of 2023. So it was like this right. week, three years ago. It all, it all changed, man. And I remember sitting there thinking, like, like kind of like selfishly, like, what about me? What about my career and everything? And then it's just like, no. Looking back now, it's like this was the like, I got activated, man. So many people got activated. So many people mm -hmm. got turned on and then wised up to the ways of the world. And I don't even want to. I, I can't even imagine that life I was living before, you know, working like the nine to five doing my, like as a counselor. And it's like, don't get me wrong. I love that work. I have a lot of appreciation for people that do that work. I still, uh, do a lot of volunteer work in that capacity, but, um, it's just, I can't imagine being back in that life that I was pre COVID because it just turned like, I, I turned it into like, like lemons into like, just like the best, like amazing, 
like whatever, like the best drink you could possibly imagine, man. Like it's, it's just been like this amazing journey. But, uh, you know, part of that journey was waking up to like, okay, so we need solutions. Right. And so I started getting involved with freedom cells and then I read, and then, and so what, what I was getting at is, uh, you know, if people are looking for resources or, or things to kind of like open your mind to this idea of agorism, because this was a new concept to me. Uh, I actually read uh, Derek Rose's Conscious Resistance Trilogy. And mm-hmm. uh, this is after having been involved with Freedom Cells and like realizing that we need to get to know our neighbors. We need to start building like, you know, networks and stuff like that. And then I read the Conscious Resistance Trilogy by Derek Bros, and definitely want to recommend that to anybody. And he goes into great detail talking about like Samuel Konkin and like all these 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 other things that I went on to read. You know what I mean? Like he just led me down this path. But it was so I remember it was such an aha moment for me because like what he was describing in, in the book, like what agorism means to him and like like how he's put it into practice. I'm like, well, that's what we're doing. Like we're already doing this. I was like, whoa. So I like kind of came to the conclusion that this is what needed to be done. Like before I even had vocabulary to describe it you know what i mean and then derek kind of put all the pieces in there for me and i was like oh man this is so perfect so um and what would be some other resources or things that you would uh suggest to people who are looking well, besides the april edition of liberty uncensored <laughs> but like uh, what are what are some other uh resources that you think would be helpful to people that are just kind of like learning about this topic mm. or learning about this idea because i think there's still a lot of people that are just getting activated and waking up today even you know yeah yeah always um yeah, I mean, obviously, Derek Derek did a really good job, and Samuel Konkin is the one that coined the term agorism yeah. and everything. Uh, a lot of his stuff reads a little dry for some people. It's a little academic to, yeah. for some people, but there's a lot of great stuff in there. Uh, I really like, if you read, like, uh, Aaron Schwartz, uh, mm-hmm. he wrote, you know, the Guerrilla Open Access Manifesto is really powerful. Like, a lot of the, a lot of the bigger names in, like, the open source world uh, it's a little different take, but it's all about bringing the power back to the people, bringing the power back to each individual and away from these giant corporations and institutions. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's, you know, there's like, it was anarchistlibrary.org, I think. Is oh, really? Anarchist yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of it's more left anarchist stuff, but it's, okay. I mean, from, you know, Proudhon and others from like the 1600s all the way up to people that are writing right now, Derek's stuff is on there. And it's just... It's kind of like an archive.org just for anarchist text. So you could just put in a keyword and see, you know, here's the seven articles or books that have that keyword in them. Okay. Uh, so there's, yeah, it's really cool stuff. Uh, I, I really like uh, Charles Eisenstein, actually. He doesn't okay. quite line up necessarily all the time. I think he's one of those people that, like, gets it but has some holes here and there. But his his focus has always been on kind of shifting the way we deal with our economics to more, you know, like sacred economics was one of his biggest books. And getting okay. to more circular systems, getting to, yeah, where you're, there's more trust and relationship involved instead of just like money in, money out. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's so many people in this realm and, and so many people I haven't even heard of, I'm sure. A lot of my anarchist teachings and stuff really came from science fiction personally interesting uh, wow i read a lot as a kid and then so much of this stuff i went back and reread once i had my like awakening is most of the greatest science fiction writers of the last century were outspoken anarchists hmm. ursula Le Guin, robert heinlein J.R.R. tolkien as like so many of the ian banks is probably my favorite and unfortunately like um, I think all of them are dead at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's others coming up that I just don't know about yet. But so much great science fiction, and it 
it's a great way to introduce it to people that aren't necessarily looking yet too. Yeah. Cause it's not like, here's a book about a new way of living. You should read. It's like, Hey, here's this great story I read, but then all through it is these little lessons and these little ways of operating and it gets, it sneaks past. It doesn't hit any of the defensiveness. It doesn't hit the cognitive dissonance because you're not talking about the real world. It's this hypothetical fiction. Wow. So that that's that's, that's cool. been a really big tool for me is in in my own work, and then yeah, especially reaching people, assuming that they're people who are willing to read, which isn't everybody anymore. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Robert Heinlein and Ian Banks and Ursula Le Guin, all three of them are just stellar. Okay, cool. That's fantastic, man. Thank you. That's great. Uh, so you mentioned it earlier. I just want to bring this up here. Uh, okay, so now this is sh shameless self promotion. So you mentioned uh, the tour, the 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 festival tour. So this is happening here, you guys, June second to June fourth in Nashville, Tennessee. Rebels for a Cause, which stands for the Creative Artists Uniting for the Sovereignty of Everyone. Uh, it's going to be a campout at Stone DeRosa Ranch, which is just about 15 minutes outside of Nashville. It's a big 126-acre uh, ranch. Uh, we're going to have like music speakers. Oh, here's some of the speakers. What do you know? We got Alex Zek confirmed. Jay Dyer. Ryan Christian, we just added Mel Kay, uh, Dr. Ben Marble. Oh, we got the great Steve Poikinen, if he's still in the chat, I don't know. And then uh, Pasta from Slow Newsday. Uh, we got John Kleisek, School World Order. Uh, Mark Gober, he's an author. And then there's Courtney, myself, Frank Turn or Frank Cavanaugh from uh, the band Filter, Faithless Town out of Atlanta. And then Joseph Arthur, uh, Stop the Shots, that's his famous song. Uh, coming in from LA and uh, we've got a bunch more that we're adding shortly and actually tickets go on sale next Friday, the 17th, you guys. So St. Patrick's day is when tickets go on sale. So keep an eye out for this. I'm just putting it on your radar, everybody dropping, dropping, dropping little hints everywhere. And it's going to be a blast. So yeah, man, if you can make it out, that would be yeah. fantastic. Like uh, uh, I could put you on as like a speaker if you want, if you wanted to, to do a presentation or anything, just let me know. We'll talk about that offline, but uh, okay. that's fantastic, man. We'd love to have you. Um, and, and yeah, that'd be fantastic. And I'll talk to Corey too about it. Maybe he can make it out. But yeah. that being said, uh, any final thoughts, any final words? And then of course I want to give you the opportunity to plug everything you want to highlight and promote here. Yeah, I guess one thing, because uh, it, it sort of tied into a couple things. Are you familiar with the, the term DAO or, or DAX, a D-A-O? I've heard of it. I've heard of it, yes. So it's in the crypto space. It's a you know decentralized autonomous organization, mm. or a DAC is a decentralized autonomous community. So this is sort of with that, you know, ways that we can do different uh, voting systems and stuff. There's a lot of DAOs that are growing, and we're actually – going through the process to get a proposal into a DAO that is a basically a venture capital fund to fund the revolution. And so we're doing, we're, we're going through the process to hopefully have them fund the newspaper. Uh, it'll be four months at 10,000 print copies in exchange for the DAO basically being like our premier sponsor. We'll give them a full page ad for a year, that sort of stuff. And it's really cool. It's like, you go through the, the, the process, and uh, Derek and his crew are actually putting together one. They're in the next step after us called workshopping. So it's about to become an actual proposal on the blockchain to help get their fund their, their land funded by this DAO, the, the Conscious Agora project that they're building in Mexico. So it's just really cool to see this is, you know, there's no big money names or anything. It's just a project where a little bit of, uh, there's like a 0.4% fee in this. It's called the cult DAO. And 0.4% fee from every transaction gets tucked away in the treasury. And then people can do proposals. 
and everyone who's holding any of the coin gets to vote on the proposals, and if it passes, it gets paid. And right. it's like you can cut out any of this stuff. Like it doesn't it doesn't require banks. There doesn't have to be a corporation involved. There doesn't have to be a tax ID involved. There you know none of that. And it's up to all the people. So it's like it's pretty new. It's only been around for a year, but it's ever growing. And it's one of those things where like whether it's that or maybe we copy and paste it and have you know maybe there's Bear Dow and it's just the like that community can have yeah. a Dow where little funds go there from wherever and then the community gets to use, vote on how to use them. Wow. And that sort of thing is like the stuff that I really love seeing in the crypto space because it's not it's still about money, but it's about like how can we move money and direct money in a new way that yeah gets gets around so many of those walls. You know, you go go to a bank and try to get you know ten grand or twenty grand for an activist project that may or may not make money. There's zero yeah. percent chance that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's amazing, man. Now I have heard the mention of Cult Dow before. I just I remember like doing a quick search about it, but it, then it just kind of slipped off my radar. So that's fascinating. I, I had no idea. So, man, that's cool. I'll have to look more into that. Um, yeah. Well, shoot, man. Well, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, Kenny, tell us anything you want to promote. Anything you want to shout out? Tell us how to follow and support you. Uh, yeah, so obviously the big big things, the newspaper, LibertyUncensoredNP.com. We actually have it set up for LibertyUncensored.news as well, uh, cool. free forwards there. Um, the, the big thing for me every year is the Rainbow Gathering. This year is the 52nd annual Rainbow Gathering. It's going to be in either New Hampshire or Pennsylvania. Cool. Uh, so I'll be up there in, at the Porcupine Freedom Fest helping bring a lot of those folks over. Cool. Uh, it's a totally free event. There's no money involved whatsoever. There's no corporations. There's no sponsors. There's no organization. It is completely decentralized. We always do it in the National Forest. We never ask permission of the government. And uh, it's it's a great time. And yeah, So if you make it to Rainbow, I'll be at Instant Soup. We're a 24-hour kitchen, and I, I just sit there and cook all day. Uh, oh. So that's something I always love to plug. And uh, I just started dipping my toes back into social media. So I do have a Telegram channel of my own now. It's uh, Kenny's Feed. And uh, you can find me on Odyssey as well, just uh, my last name, at Power and Tano. I just put up a couple of videos, but then sort of recollected all of my, my interviews on other people's stuff over the years. So it's in one place now. Beautiful. But I'm, beautiful. Yeah, I'm coming, coming out of a 13-month hiatus from the internet. So. Hey, nice, man. Well, we're glad to have you back, but I'm sure that was very cleansing. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't even imagine. Yeah, I've just completely created this life that I'm fully dependent on the internet, so it's what can I do? So anyway, yeah. all right. Well, Kenny, brother, thank you so much, man. Like, just, you guys just keep up the amazing work. Like, if there's anything I could ever do to support or help the cause, or if you ever want to come back on to talk about any updates or anything, you're more than welcome. Um, that reminds thank me, you. I need to send, I told Corey I was going to send out this PDF, so I'm going to do that right after this. And uh, just great job, man. I'm really a big fan of what you guys are doing, and I just uh, can't thank you enough. So everybody out there, please go visit LibertyUncensoredNP.com. Get at least your free copy of the latest edition. And, like, you know, do you guys have, like, uh, uh, like okay, so when I signed up, like, you have the email list. Do you have, like, a regular? So, the, so yeah, sign up for the email list, all that stuff, too. Um, just make sure you're in the, lo in the loop here. And, uh, yeah, man, just keep up the great work. We'll talk to you soon, all right? You too, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's so important what you're doing out here too. Just bringing the people together and giving people a space to talk about these ideas. And I, I mean, I just love, I, I just love talking to smart people that get it about things. And even if I don't have a project to promote, I just love that the, these spaces exist. The the podcast realm is just so yeah. freaking awesome. I love so. it, man. I wouldn't have it any other way. So. 
Thanks for calling me smart, too. No, I'm just kidding. That's great. That's great. <laughs> I love it. All right, man. All right. I'll talk to you soon, Kenny. All right. All you people out there, remember, no fear, just crushing. I'll talk to you soon. Mm. Peace. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to, like, literally. Oh, we're still. Hold on. Oh, my God. So. All right, guys. Have, have fun. Have a good night. Bye. <laughs>